Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, season six, episode number 25. Got a real special guest with us. We got the man, James Clark, out of Philadelphia. Coach, I appreciate you coming on the show. You yeah, ready no to doubt. Some knowledge today? Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. We're talking hoops, man. It's my favorite thing to talk about, man. So let's get it. All right. So uh, before we jump in, man, why don't you tell about a little bit about yourself and then give them a little history on your, on your coaching journey. All right, bet, man. Well, I live in Philadelphia, but I was born and raised in San Francisco. That's where my journey started. I'm a Bay Area product. Um, you know, played, played professionally in Australia for a brief year. When I came back, that was in 2000. When I came back, I did a video internship with the Orlando Magic during the T-Mac days. I think it was T-Mac's second year there. Mike Miller was his second year in the league. The, 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 the Grant Hill, even though he didn't really play Grant Hill, you know, and I was working with, a, I did an internship there uh, as a video coordinator. And pretty much that's where I started really getting the love to be a player development coach. You know, once you're breaking down film, if anybody who's a video coordinator knows, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, DVDs were just starting to really hit the market. You know, they didn't have computers like this, no fancy computers and stuff like that. We did tape to deck to deck, tape to tape, stop, pause, stop, pause. You know what I'm saying? So I had to do all that. That was my introduction into my world of basketball and from there it spilled over to the WNBA they had a team called the Orlando Miracle uh before now they, they are now known as the Connecticut Sun so that's where that uh team came from uh I went on to coach collegiate women's basketball for about eight years six of them at, at Drexel here in Philadelphia one stand at Wagner and one stand at Georgetown and then from there, I, I decided to branch out on my own and do what I do best, and that's play and develop players. And I've been doing that for about five years solid in my own company called Full Core Solutions out here in Philadelphia. And, you know, that's where the journey started, man. Man, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, yeah. You know, you yeah, talked talk about, about, you know, starting with, with video, being a video yeah. coordinator and, volunteer, you know, and, and interning with, with yeah. Orlando. Um, let's talk about that and how important it is for coaches to be able to break down film. And we know we talk about it from a, from a team standpoint, but from an yeah. individual standpoint. So what, what would you like to share with the coaches about breaking down film and being able to help players improve on the individual level? Well, I mean, that, that is player development. You know, that is one form of player development. And if, you, if, you, if you're breaking down film, you've got to really break it down to a minute minute stage, minute fraction. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm a big guy, you know, in footwork. I'm a big guy in body placement. I'm a big guy in balance, base, you know, if this guy's gonna, if he's gonna come off the screen and my defender is going under, bam, I gotta react and take that guy over to the top and go right back to where I just came from because he just cheated, you know? So I'm just, uh, you know, Studying film from a player's perspective and then translating it to a coach blew my mind. That's when I really, really started. I love basketball, you know, from 12 years old and on. But once I got in that video room and learned how to really break down film, it took me to a whole nother level of appreciation. And if I'm an up and coming coach, I want to study film. You know, it's one thing to watch it, and, and, and we all watch basketball. You've been watching basketball, you know, for every day. Once you saw Michael Jordan get up there and, and take off on the free throw line, you, know, you was up there watching basketball, you know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, and we all watched it. The Bulls was on every on TBS every damn night. So you had to watch Chicago, you know, yeah. but um, Chicago and Atlanta, those only two teams you could really watch at that time in the 90s. And that's watching the game, but studying it from a film's perspective, got to. And it's so important, man. It's so important to know players' tendencies, you know, or if, if he's going right, two dribble pull up to his right. If he goes left, he's getting trying to get to the basket, right? right. You know, you know th- those little minute things are what is what's going to help coaches platform themselves from a high school coach to a division one college coach, you know, or from a, a player development guy such as myself working with a guy getting ready to go into the NBA draft, you know, you got to study these guys' games, man. You just can't go in there and, and go into a gym and think that you're going to you know, just because you know drills, but you don't know that player. You got to know what his strengths and weaknesses are. And that's one way to to find out what they can do. But it, it's vital, man. So, you know, let's say you got a youth coach. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and we know that at the collegiate level, man, they got synergy in the NBA level. Everything. Yeah. And the high school yeah. now, they got huddles and coaches yep. are really doing a lot of things with film. But let's say you got a youth coach and, and, they don't really have a whole lot of opportunity to, to look at film, to really study those players. What creative way could they use film? There you go. That's what, <laughs> for those of you that- iPhone, man. Maybe, yeah. iPhones, man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, parents out there filming their kids, doing this, all that. They got those big old iPads out there. You can break the game down from that. Yep. Just from that, you know? Nowadays, you got apps. Just like these kids out here doing all this stuff on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing all that TikTok stuff and bowing and all that. They breaking that stuff down. You can break it down the same way you can on uh, on your phone, on all these apps. So if I'm a youth coach, I can still break down a little Timmy's game. You know, if Timmy, if Timmy, you know, Timmy's crossover is too high and he got picked, you know, Timmy, you got to get a lower base, you know, here. Film don't lie. Right, it don't. The don't, film don't lie. No, you can, can Timmy be mad. No, I wasn't coach. Okay, let's look at this film real quick. Bam, Timmy, you're high. You're high. Your crossover's too high. It got ripped. You know what I mean? So how you gonna get? How you gonna fix that? T, you gotta get lower. Also, maybe you might wanna make this guy go to your right before you decide to cross back over to your left. Give him a little small little step. Average the Iverson little hitch, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like you did Mike, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yep. There, there is actually an app that I use that allows me to uh to show things in slow motion, yeah, some drawings. And when yep. I have a group, what I do is I have a TV in the uh in the gym, and so I cast it to the TV screen. And yeah. If I got kids doing two on two or three on three, I can show them in slow motion. Hey, this is your read. This is something you could have done, or this is why. You like you say your crossover mm-hmm. was too hot, so right. uh, yeah, using your iPhone, iPad is is yep. great, especially at the youth level because you don't necessarily have to have synergy and and. No, nah, you, you don't need that. You don't yeah. don't need that. You just need a you just need a parent who's gonna be quiet, yeah, not screaming, right? Somebody yeah. who can you know contain themselves while they're capturing this video for all the kids, not just for their son or their daughter. It got it got to be for the whole team. You know what I mean and. And it, it's, it's, it's very easy to break down. You know, again, it's just a matter of how much do you love it and how much do you really want to propel yourself as a coach? Some yeah. coaches don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Some coaches are in there. They just want to get in the gym, put in their time, their X's and O's, and they're out. But it takes a whole lot of a, 
it takes a lot of person, uh, a really, really good coach to really sit in that gym and study film with all these kids, especially at an individual level. Yeah. So let's bag it up a little bit. Uh, one of the first questions I usually always ask every coach mm -hmm. to come over here is, what is your own definition of skill development and how yeah. important is it to the game of basketball? For me, skill development is, is, is vital. I mean, I've been doing it for so long. Uh, you know, you, you've got new tech, new terms nowadays, but the, the, the best word in that whole thing is development, right? right? Yep. You know, so develop it is the, is the word that I look for because that, that's a broad, it's broad. Skill work is still another broad term, right? Skill work could just be working on their left hand, improving their left hand, you know, finishing at the basket. Mm -hmm. Skill work is working on footwork, which a lot of the kids nowadays don't really have. How many games you watch and you see kids pivot? Mm, right sure, when we yeah. growing up when we was growing up when we was playing yeah we had to learn how to pivot we had to you pivot out of trouble pivot out of this pivot out of that you yeah. know that's part of development that's a that's a thing that's lacking nowadays how many guys work on passing mm -hmm. right that's a proper skill. pass that's a skill that's yeah. a set how many coaches work on boxing out rebounding that's still a skill dennis robin made a living off of just grabbing rebounds right Yep. Another skill, setting screens. That's a skill. You've got guys in the NBA nowadays who are making $75 million over four or five years, and all their whole job is to set a screen and rim run. That's their job. So, I mean, those are skill sets. Those are things that um, that are extremely important. But, you know, my, my definition of it is, is, is somebody who has an understanding of the game and who is willing to share the knowledge that they have and implement those knowledges into somebody else who's willing to learn. That's the skill development. That's a skill development coach. If you can get that kid to sit down and really learn what you're teaching him or her and then them uh, utilizing it in the game, you've done your job. That's the definition to me of a skill development coach. So why do you, why do you think there are so many, like the fundamentals you just mentioned, Right. Mm -hmm. you, know, you talked about, you know, our age back in the day, camps, mm -hmm. we had spaces where you had to do nothing but pivot. Pivots. You had to do nothing but learn how to dribble with your right hand and your left hand. Why do you think mm -hmm. so many kids nowadays are lacking in some of those those fundamental skills? Uh, one, I don't think one, I don't think a whole lot of people take time to really want to teach those things. You know, I think that's all on the coach. I think it's all on the coach. You know, I think a lot of these kids today, they're YouTubers, man. You know, they're YouTubers, they're IG yeah. guys. You know, they want to they wanna come in. They want to get a quick, you know, oh, I saw Devin Booker do this last night. So I'm going to emulate what D-Book did or I'm going to emulate what Jason Tatum did. I'm going to try to emulate what LeBron did. And those guys had to study, man. You know, those, you know, Devin Booker's footwork didn't get good just because he watched some film. He had to work at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, these kids are they're, they're missing those steps. And, and a lot of that's on the coach to me. Right. You know, or, or like I said, you, if you're a coach at the youth level, you got to be a student of the game. You got to break it down to every minute part. So these kids will get the best part of that, you know, and and the, 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 the main word that you'll see a lot of days nowadays is details. Yes. I know if you're not a detail oriented type of person. To where I don't care if this guy shot the ball, but you saw his pivot, 
you got to stop. Hey, you got to redo this again. Look at how you pivoted. Look how your balance was. You know, why is your dribble so high? Why is your dribble not low? You know, why are you coming up off of a, on, on your between the legs? You know, you've got you know, details, you know. Yeah. Details are so, so, so important, especially at the youth age, because if we if you taught somebody at, at 12 years old those details, imagine what they're going to be at at 16. Right, right. And yeah. imagine what they're going to be at. Yep. Imagine what they're going to be at from 16 to 20. Yeah. All right. Details, man. A pinch of the details. That's a skill development coach. Yeah. I, I think, man, it seemed like with, with social media, yep. and, uh, we watch in the NBA and we kind of get behind the scenes, look at some of the things that they do now, different professional players. Mm-hmm. So it's like those kids want to skip those steps. I always felt like if, if you've worked with Devin Booker since he was 12, 13, 14 years old, Mm-hmm. And I have a kid that's 12 or 13. I don't want him trying to mimic what Devin Booker Devin is doing De- as a 25-year-old. Right. I want yeah. to know what he's doing as a 12, 13-year-old. Like, what was his process? And right. I think that's the thing that we're missing out when it comes to working with youth players. We see what LeBron, like you say, we see what LeBron do. We see what James Harden do. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that those guys have put in years and years of work to get to that point. Right. 12, 13 years old doing what they do now. And so, you know, uh, you know, so then when it comes to teaching, we miss out on those details you were just talking about. Yep. Well, that's a fact. I mean, you know, I'm a side, I'm at a side note on that. You know, you think about two of the greatest players of our time that we still think about, and that's Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. They were fundamentally sound basketball players and they worked on details. You know, you hear stories about Kobe. Kobe would sit around and do one move for 45 minutes. That was a workout, one move. Get to that elbow jump shot. Maybe add a little shot fake to it. Add the fade to it. But he got to that jump. He got to his spot. You know, kids nowadays, what are we doing? You know, we yeah. fall into the analytics stage now of I want to shoot threes and I want to shoot layups. You're forgetting, you're forgetting that other, that that midsection, that middle part, yeah. right? Right? The mid-range game. You know, like that a guy like Chris Paul, he's incredible in mid-range. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. He gets off. He gets off that pick and roll. He reads his defender, and he gets to that elbow. He gets to the paint, and he's got a. He's got. He's so, so skilled in his footwork and, and and getting to that area is second nature to him. And you know, if we learn that stuff early, sky's the limit for these kids, man. Sky's the limit. So you know, players go through different stages. You know, they mm-hmm. have rolling, and then they have some times when they when they are struggling. And usually if, uh, like with me, uh, I get a parent comment during the season, hey, so-and-so is struggling with a shot or they're off. So when, when you're working with a player, if they're going through a little bit of a funk or they're mm-hmm. struggling some or a slump, what is it that you like to do to try to help them get out of that and, and propel them forward um, when, when they're struggling some? Well, for me, I always like, again, I go back to film. So, you know, let's just say, for example, say I got a kid in college, you know, he's playing. So I have the, I have the luxury of getting into synergy and I can watch all of his shots, every possession that he had or she had, and I break down their shot. If a kid is struggling, it's up here. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing on, it ain't nothing on the court. Cause, and if it is, it's to me, it's one of two things. They're not using enough legs or they're not holding their follow through. Right, that. But 
if kids are struggling, it's always up here because kids get in their own heads. Kids, instead of just playing and having a short-term memory, you know, killers have short-term memories. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, I missed that shot. Okay, give me the ball. I'm going to shoot it again. Shoot oh, I missed that again. Yeah. Give me the ball. I'm going to shoot it again. You yeah. know, that's a short-term memory. I don't, I don't care that I just missed a shot two seconds ago. I'm going to go ahead and shoot it again. But it's those kids who get in there, oh, I missed. Oh, I missed again. Body language is another thing. Body language, yeah. Uh, look, at, look at body language. The minute you see that, that, that drop, oh, you know, it's like, oh, you're dead. If I'm a defender and I saw that, I'm all over. Oh, yeah. I'm all over you. I'm chirping in your head. Hey, you're going to miss again. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to miss again. No, nope. didn't hold your follow through. Uh, you know, I'm chirping. Again, I grew up with, you know, the, in the GP era, you know, yeah. one, of oh, greatest, yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the greatest trash talkers who was originally from Arkansas. People don't know about that. But he, really? He, from, he, he was born in Arkansas and moved to Oakland. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's new yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I didn't so know that. So, so you might want to, you might want to, you know, you didn't know that, yeah, yeah. GP man, Arkansas, but then moved to moved to the Bay Area, Miss Pamphlet. Wow. But yeah, man, yeah, he's a. But you know, one of the best trash talkers in the world ever. But yeah, you know, you know, and he didn't back down from anybody. He had that, yeah, exactly. that dog, you know. Yeah, but you know, getting back to your question, I know I, I sidetracked a little bit, which I tend to do. But um, you know, I'm always watching film. I'm always talking to them, asking them what they see on the floor. You know, you, you describe to me what you're feeling in this situation, you know, and then I can tell you what, what I think you're doing wrong, right? But it's uh, to me, if kids are in funk, in funks, just get back in the gym, shoot, yeah. you know? I, I, if, I miss, if I miss five layups, I, you better get in the gym and shoot layups, yeah. you know? One of two reasons, you thinking about that guy coming over from help side, trying to block your shot, you're afraid to get your shot blocked because nowadays, all they see on IG is, ooh, yep. they get hyped when somebody gets their shot blocked. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to mess up. I think kids are afraid to mess up nowadays and they get all up in their head. Yeah, I, I tell kids all the time, I say, it's a couple of things that's going to happen to you when you play basketball. If you play long enough and play against good enough competition, a couple of things are going to happen. Somebody going to rip you. Somebody going to block your shot. Somebody going to cross you up. Somebody going to drop you off for 20 or 30. I said, mm. all of that's going to happen. If you're playing at a high enough level, well, somebody's going to dunk on you. And I told the girl, I said, even in the women's game now, with more and more women mm. are so, <laughs> dunking. Out there. Yeah, you better watch out. Yeah, so, you know, you, you might, get, might get body. I said, but if you put in the work and you put in the time and you playing against, it's all going to come back around. So mm. everything that, that happens to you, you're going to have an opportunity to do to other people. So you can't worry about that. Um, I have a 10-year-old daughter, man, and she, we've been working on that. She driving. She's little, so she worried mm -hmm. about getting a shot. But I'm like, don't worry about that. I said, your shot going to mm -hmm. get blocked. I said, you've blocked people's shot, you know, because she exactly. got quick hands. So as they're coming up to shoot, she's able to get a hand. I'm like, you know, you can't, you can't worry about that. Um, yep. So mentally, I feel like basketball, playing the game of basketball and being strong mentally is, is, is really important with your confidence and, and handling adversity. Um, mm -hmm. How do you, or what advice would you give coaches when they're working with a player in that sense? Now I know film can always, any coach that listen, you can always use film to help in mm -hmm. all areas of development. Facts. So you can't go wrong with that. Can't go um, wrong. Let's talk a little bit about the mentality 
the mental mm-hmm. side of the game and how you help players in that area with their development? I think mentally each player is going to be different. So what you do with one player is not going to work with this, this player. Yeah. That's the first thing as a coach, you got to dead that right away. You got to find out what's, what's going to motivate the kid. What's not going to motivate, how you talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, what words you're going to use. Some kids might not, you know, they might not be old school. They might not be accustomed to cussing. I could just put them in a shell and, yeah. and make them start shrinking. You know, some kids, you got to hype them up a little bit. You know, you got to be animated. Um, so it's just a matter of how you recognize what buttons you could, you know, what triggers them to help them get better. But mentally, yeah, I, I tend to think some kids, you'll know who's, who's mentally tough and who's mentally weak. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just think that you'll know right off the bat when you start, when they start playing, because don't get fooled, coaches. Guys, guys and girls can look real good in workouts. Can look real good in workouts. Yep. They get in that game. Ooh, I've seen people who look like superstars in workouts. They get in that game. They don't do nothing you worked on. They freeze up. They don't shoot. That's the that's the mentality. That's the mental part that you got to fix. How could you translate what's in the workout into a game? How can you keep them sharp? But um, me personally, I, I just study my players. You know, I I I got to know everything. You know, background. You know, if they got problems at home, all that kind of stuff, yep. you got to know, you got to know, you got to know your players, each and each one. If you got 12 players on a team, you got to know each 12 players are all different. You got to know everything about these 12 players to help them mentally prepared to get in that, to get in a space when they could be in a slump or when they could be rolling or, you know. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen it a lot, especially at the youth level. You have mm-hmm. a coach that coaches one way with every kid. Can't. Every kid responds completely different. I've had different. kids, I had to put my arm around mm-hmm. and love up on them, say, hey, it's okay, you're fine, you're doing good. And I got other kids, I can get in their butt a little bit more, but they mm-hmm. know how to take that. Um, yep. One thing that I always tell coaches is important to do is pay attention to how they interact with their parents. When their parents give them some type of information, whether it's constructive criticism or whether they're fussing at them, see how the kid responds to that. And they can give you a little insight on how you can communicate with them. Um, So I think that's really important, but establishing relationships. Let's talk about that a little bit. Establishing relationships. You got to, you got to, you know, Um, you, you can't, you know, when I, when I, how I established relationship, I want it to be organic. I want it to be real. I don't want it to come off. If I'm going into the gym, say say you're a 20 year old kid, and you in college, you was first team, you know, in a in a SEC, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you think your shit don't stink. Excuse my language. You think your stuff don't stink. You know what I mean? Here I come in, you know, I gotta separate friends and coaches quick. You gotta establish. You can't be these keep people's friends. Your job is to coach them to help them get better. If a friendship grows out of that respect, out of that, out of that, out of your communication, out of your, you know, spending time with them, that's something that builds. You know what I mean? But for me, I, I've got to separate trying to be people's friends instead of I'm hey, look, I'm here to coach you. I'm here to make you better. If we become friends later on, cool, that's a bonus, right? But my job is to make you get better. And I'm going to get in your butt every single day until you learn that, hey, this is what I expect out of you. This is what I know you could do. 
And, you know, a, a lot of people want to come in and want to be friends before they, be, before they get the respect and can't do that. You know, I, another thing I wanted to go back to, you, you said, you know, I'm going to jump back into what you said about the parents, is your tone. Yes. Your oh. tone is huge. You know, even in, in what we're talking about right now, tone is huge. If I come off and joking and being funny and, and, you know, and if that's your personality, bring that. But also know that you there for one reason, one reason only to help these kids grow. Yep. Right. You ain't there to be playing Xbox with them later on. And again, <laughs> if that stuff happens later on. Cool. Yeah. You've yeah. done that, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause you got coaches out there that, that out there playing Xbox and stuff like that or playing PlayStation and talking about getting out there doing the TikToks with them and stuff like that. If it grows organically, cool. But you can't jump right in the first workout and start being doing that stuff. Yeah. You gotta establish something. You know, you gotta establish boundaries. You gotta establish, hey, look, this is what I'm about. This is how I'm gonna be. If you if you can't jump on board, let me know now. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta set those boundaries, man. And right. um, I just feel like relationships build trust right. that that equals buy-in. So, right. you know, if, if you I'm can, telling the player, hey, I think this is best for your game, right. you trust me, right. you have an established relationship with them, they're more than likely to trust you, trust you. And, and, and will try what it is that you're doing. Um, right. But also, we, got, we can't have any hidden agendas. No. Oh, <laughs> a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of those. Can't be on hidden agenda. You can't have no hidden agendas, you know. But, I mean, but again... Unfortunately, that that's the nature of our game right now. That's the nature of youth basketball is you have a lot of hidden agendas. You have a lot of coaches who are in it for the wrong reasons. You know, you got a lot of coaches who might not know how to coach, but they but but they son or daughter might be on the team and they trying to do something like that. Or you see a kid who, you know, is already going to be special yeah. and you're trying to jump in on that, you know, so and, and those those are the, those are the ones you got to really watch out for parents. Y'all got to watch out for that stuff. And, but you know, and I think that uh, and I'll wrap this up, and then we'll ask you two more quick questions, and I'll let you go. And I think it's nah, man, I'm good, man. We talk, man. We talking, man. We chopping it up. <laughs> on way. We good. We I good. think parents have to know what they're looking at, right? You know, uh, there's so much stuff on the internet and in the world that they can't decipher between what's a genuine and what's real, what's development mm -hmm. versus something that's just. I'm just throwing something up. So I think parents have to really understand what they are looking at. Now, hey. th there, there are different ways to get better. Right. There's a place for the coach that do a lot of conditioning. There's a place for the coach that wants the kids to do a lot of playing. Mm -hmm. There's a place for the coach that wants to do the development. I think parents have to really know what they're looking at yeah, it has to match the goals that they have for their son or daughter, and also the son or daughter has to have their own set of goals and what they're looking for. Um, but you you got to know what's genuine, and yeah, and you got to yeah. ask questions. You got to do some research, but research. You got you, you to know who you're working with. Yep. Um, you know, you know, you know, it wasn't easy for me, you know, in the beginning, you know. Now, I, I could talk with anybody, but let, let's just say my first, I'm going to give you a story. My first pre-draft workout, my first legitimate, you know, I had one prior in with, with two guys that are really good. They're playing really excellent overseas right now. A guy named Franz Massonette played at Drexel and a guy named Samaj Christian who's at Xavier. 
Samaje got drafted by Oklahoma City Thunder, played a couple of years there. Now he's over over in uh, Europe. Both those guys playing in uh, Europe League. But Ben Simmons, DeJounte Murray, let's go back to 2016. You know, Ben's the number one player come out of, out of LSU. You know, DeJounte's, you know, uh, coming out of University of Washington. You know, I'm working with Clutch and, you know, they don't know me. So I've got the number one overall prospect in the gym and Ben Simmons. Everybody knows he's going number one. How do I earn his respect? Am I going to go in there and be like, ooh, that's Ben Simmons. Yo, Ben, what's up, old boy? Bam, dude, oh, I love your game. And, ooh, I saw you play against Kentucky and all that kind of stuff. Or am I like, yo, Ben, let's get on, the, get on the baseline. Let's go. You know, make three in a row right here. Bam, next spot. Let's get to three. You know, let's let's work on, uh, uh, you know, overhand crossovers going from your left to your right into a two-dribble pull-up at the free throw line at the nail. Different tone, right? Right, right. One tone was, I want to be your boy. I want to be your friend. Other tone was, hey, look, I'm coming here. We coming in to get this work. I already know you're the number one overall pick. Let's work on those deficiencies that make that's going to make you an all-star. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Right. And again, you also have to, you know, when you come in with that tone and I had to earn that respect from the day one, the minute I walked in the gym, I had to earn that respect. I had to let them know that, yo, I know my stuff. Right. Rich Paul ain't going to bring no dummy into the court to work with his number one overall pick. Right. He's going to know something. Right. Yeah. Granted, I got referred and that referral, that, that, that referral went a long way. That, that weight from that referral was like huge. Right. But once I got in there, I had to, got to, show I had to do the work. I had to show what I could do. Yep. And a lot of these guys are folding in that situation. Yep. You know, you got a lot of guys who are in it just, Oh, I want to be on, on TV, I want to be all that. It's those guys who don't care about that stuff. Yeah, you know, my following on IG ain't in the ten, tens, and twenty thousands. I got four thousand followers. You think I? I don't care. Yeah, I'm not in it for that. If I wanted that, I could easily boost my my boost my ratings up, bro. Right. I'm in it because I love this game and what I do. I don't think there's too many people that can do what I do. Yeah. Now. That's that's the realism, but again, like you said, that tone and that respect has to be from day one, you know. Because you know, think about how many guys you know, you know, coaching where they went in there and saw Ben Simmons was the person they would have talked about to. Yeah. They would have wanted to be his friend, and that's how cats get no don't get jobs. Yeah, I, I just you know you, you get a lot of you have a lot of NBA trainers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you got more NBA trainers than you got NBA players. Um, but everybody, <laughs> no, I, I just feel like, right. no, you're you know, right. You're right. You think, you know, oh, if I was rebounding, that, that's how I was getting to. <laughs> if I was rebounding for Ben Simmons, that's how I was getting and I to. And I was in a picture with Ben Simmons. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. I, I, I worked out Ben Simmons. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? No, no there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm going to get back to another thing. You know, I got time. I ain't got no workout for another hour. So, I'm going to get into this real quick. To me, there's player development coaches, skill development coaches, and then there's another person called a maintenance man. So a maintenance man is that guy who's just going to come in there, rebound while you going, while the dude is out there working. He already knows what he needs to do. Oh, I'm going to get my reps up today. I need you to pass me the rock, rebound the ball. You know, could be two guys in there. 
one guy's gonna be like, hey, yo, get to that spot, Ben, let's do this, let's do that, or or whoever, get to that spot, get to that spot. Now, a skill development coach is gonna say, hey, look, we're gonna work on this. This is how I want you to come off that screen. Yep. Shoulder to shoulder, right? If that big, if that big hedges out, you either gonna go through his hips, you're gonna back it up, and you're gonna come into that rescreen. Now I'm talking languages. Yeah. Right. Now I'm bringing lingo into the game, yep. right? I'm not just like, do, 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 don't do, 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 do this, do that, do this. Now I'm bringing in terminology that's, that he's going to translate because he knows, oh, okay, this coach been somewhere. Yeah. He knows a little something, right? So those are your skill development guys who's going to stop. Hey, look, I don't care if you just made 10 in a row. You still shoot. You just shot the last four wrong. Yep. yep. You ain't holding your follow through, right? Your balance is off. Your shoulders, your hips ain't squared to the basket. Those are my new details. Now, somebody else will say, hey, keep it going. Oh, that's a great shot. Good, good, great. Good job, good job. No, those are false positives. Now you're thinking this guy's doing something really, really good when there's still mechanical, mechanical issues in his shot. Yeah. So, again, maintenance yep. and a developer. And, and see, so you're talking about parents. They got to know the difference. Yep, they got to know. They, they, they got to know the difference. And there's nothing wrong with the maintenance guy. There's nothing wrong with there's the nothing wrong with guy. the maintenance guy. But you and and, and to, you have sorry. to know what you're getting, and right. does it does it does it help you reach your goal? So right. if your goal is, my coach told me that I don't do well off on ball screens. Mm -hmm. I need detailed instruction on how to come off this on ball screen. Like you say, when to bag it up, when mm -hmm. to get the free screen, how to snake right. it if you're at the high level. Right. All the different stuff, how to beat the ice, all that different stuff. Right. right. But if you just need reps, then you're going to have individuals that can help you with just get your reps. So exactly. this is this is what I tell people. There's mm -hmm. a difference between receiving instruction and mm -hmm. receiving directions. Totally different. I got two kids and they get the little cake box and yeah. read the directions. <laughs> and bake a cake. They and, and eat it and think they really did something. Did something. But, <laughs> hey, Love it, dog. hey yeah. but now their grandmother, uh -huh. she can take the flour, the all that stuff. I don't need no, I don't need that. I don't need a yeah. box. Right. I can do all this from scratch and right. I can teach you how to do it, from scratch. do it from scratch. But if she teaches them, she's giving them instruction, she, she would actually teach them how to do it. So that's how parents got to look at the mm -hmm. coach that they are paying or hiring for their kid. Are they giving them directions? Go to this cone, this cone, this cone, do this. Right. Or are they giving them detailed instruction on what they're supposed to do with their footwork, with their ball handling, with their vision, are they right. coaching their right. effort? Are they coaching their mind, their mentality, the whole nine? So it's completely different. Not saying that one is just necessarily just better than the other. You need both. No. There's a place for them, but you right. have to know when to use which one. Exactly. Yep. Right. I, I I love it, man. I mean, that was a great. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> the cake box. I'm gonna use that from now on. You just you just gave me some. You just dropped the knowledge on me. I didn't even think about, but I love it. Um, Good. Uh, you, you know, it's 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 funny when I don't want to disrespect maintenance guys because, like I said, no, no. I, I've been one. Yeah. I, I still some days I am maintenance. I just come in there, hey, let's just get some reps up. I'm gonna feed yeah. you the ball. I'm, no instructions. I just want you to get a lot tons of reps up. Get that mind right back on what it needs to be. Yep. Right. 
Some days I'm gonna come in there, we're gonna have a whole totally different, my tone will be different, the, the terminology will be different, and we're gonna go in and do stuff. So again, but if you just the same dude, yeah, anybody could put out cones. Right. Right. I love this term right here. I got it from uh from uh Elton Brand one some sweat equity. You're gonna put in some sweat equity. Yeah. That's one of my words. I uh words my, my little phrases. I love it because I sweat. I get out there, I'm playing defense, I'm getting physical, I'm bumping yeah. you. If you ain't putting in no sweat equity, to me, you're not you borderline maintenance. Yeah. If you're not helping them, if you ain't out there sweating, playing some defense, getting out there, going under screens, getting hit by screens, so they can feel what the real of this game is, yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah, and you know, to me, parents, you know, if you're looking for somebody who's really, really going to develop your kids, they got that person got to have some sweat equity into it. You got to put something into it, you know. So, and and you know what? Um, a lot of times, if I have a kid that's that's struggling with their shooting, mm-hmm. I become a maintenance guy. Yeah, like you said earlier, a lot of times it's just mental, and so mm-hmm. they just need to get reps up. And I tell I tell players a lot of times, I say, really, what you need is to see the ball go in the basket. Bas- so we we shoot a lot of shots right. in close again and work that- our way out. No, go ahead. <laughs> hey man, it, it's so funny because again, we was taught yo. If you if you in a funk, get to the free throw line. See that ball go in the basket. See the ball go in the Sometimes your eyes is gonna tell you what's right. You know what I mean? Yep. Kids yep. wanna get up there. They first four, four or five shots gonna be a three pointer. Yeah. They may make one out of four, and they be like, "Oh, I missed." I'm like, "Dude, get to the line." Yep. If you go over five, I, I I love this saying. You never know if Ray Allen is over ten, no, or if he's ten for ten. Yep. That boy faces the same way every time. Yep. That fool stone cold, nostrils snarling, boom, ready to go. But he, but again, when he was missing, he got to the free throw line. Got to the free throw. Shot ninety percent from the free throw line. Saw that ball going to basket. And again, you ain't gonna shoot a hundred percent from the field. You might have maybe two, three games in your whole career where you go a hundred percent if you're shooting over seven shots. Right, so get to the line, kids. Get to the free throw line, man. Because you know, typically, what I ask them is when they struggle, I say, "How did your shot feel?" Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, "Because sometimes you just don't have an off night. Everything feels good, front rim, back rim, in and out. You just have those nights. There's nothing you can control about that." I say, "But how did your shot feel? And were you able to make your free throws?" Mm-hmm. If they were getting to the free throw line. And like my shot felt great. I was making my free throw. I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with your shot. Let's just let's right. just make some shots today, and you'll feel better right. when you leave the gym. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know, we we do that, and so that's why I think sometimes parents they hire somebody or they get a referral for somebody mm-hmm. and don't really pay attention to what's going on, but you also don't know what you don't know, so you have to. Right. Exposed to what to look for and what to what to what to look at. Um, yeah, IG can be very deceiving. It can be very deceiving. Very deceiving, when, people. Got to be careful on IG, man. When Not you go deceiving. to somebody's page and they got yeah. 80,000 followers, and they doing all this different stuff, and you're like, man, that's what my kid needs. 
Mm-hmm. But you you have to really dig in and ask some questions. Um, yeah. And 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 that's another thing I think that is important. Um, you know, someone doesn't have to have a huge following no. for them to know the game. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're doing social media, so many different things you can do with social media and and promotions and and all right. that kind of stuff. And I'm not I'm not bashing those guys. I mean, if you can, nah, I mean, can get if it, they can, if they can get it, get it. If they can get, get it, it, get it. Nah, but I hear that you. doesn't that doesn't solidify your knowledge because you got exactly. 80,000 80, followers. Um, yeah. it's a, I'm sure right now there's somebody out there that's great at coaching and teaching, and he's not even on on social, social media. media at all. Back, so back. you have to you have to just really as a parent dig in and, and find those those individuals locally. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with saying, hey, I see this guy on social media. Um, I like some of the stuff they do, but this is my person right here locally that's gonna really help my kid because that's that's where you establish that relationship. The relationship. You know, I, I always I I tend to say this a lot too. Ain't too many more drills that I can invent. No. <laughs> Basketball has been played since the set since the 60s and 50s and, and back in those days. Ain't too many more drills I can invent, you know? Now you got guys naming drills, naming this shot, naming that shot. I said, man, man if we go back, Rick Barry and Connie Hawkins and all them dudes back in the they day, I probably, they've been doing the same thing. They didn't name it. It was just something it, you knew, you know? You uh, know, cross, cross dribble, dab, dab here, yeah. and a step over here into a hezzy, and I'm like, wait a minute, damn. It's a hesitation jump shot. <laughs> it's simple. Well, yes. I always felt like that that sometimes adds a false sense of knowledge to the outside person that don't know what's going on. Man, yep. they're naming all these different things. And I get it. I think every coach should have terminology. I think yeah. every, every uh, program should have different things they name stuff. But mm-hmm. I just think... Um, you know, sometimes it's a little obsessive at times. Little, little. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, when basketball, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, and basketball came on Sundays on, on NBC, right. when oh, I saw Jordan or Tim Hardaway, when I saw Tim Hardaway go through oh, legs cross, I just did it. I didn't know that it was a... It was called a killer crossover? Yeah. I mean, wait a minute. I just, I just, I said Tim Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then later on, I found out he called it. They call it the UTEP two step because yeah, yeah. that's where he went to UTEP. <laughs> went to I mean. Exactly right, man. <laughs> hey, hey, man. I, I tell you, it, it's so much in this game. I, I wish kids would, you know, I wish kids played more outside. Yeah, played yeah. in the parks. You know, I grew up. I was very fortunate enough to. There's a there's a wreck where I grew up called San Bruno Park. I was there every day. Too, some some sometimes too much, yeah. you know what I mean. But yeah. I was there and I learned from the OGs. I learned from that yeah. lunchtime hoops, watching those. The, yeah. Could have been the mailman down the street. We don't know. He could have been a, a street legend. He could have been an yeah. all city guy. Didn't go yeah. to college, but he got into that San Bruno wreck and was balling, and he would bust people's butts, man. And I, and that's how I grew up watching the game. He had to play on the B court before you can come on the A court. Yes. Once, once you Every once you got had- to. And once you got to that A court, you oh, yeah, you didn't want to get off it. That you felt a different way once you got to that A court. 
But ah uh, man, I'm on the B court, man. I don't want to play with these dudes. Once you got on that A court, you knew you solidified yourself. Uh, kids today, and it's to a fault with these trainers, man. A lot of us, we just don't have open pickup runs. You know, you got to learn how to play. Kids got to learn how to. Like, coaches, coaches got coaches have that too much of a quick, quick leash on these kids. They make a mistake, they yeah. hear that horn. Their whole body language drop. They don't even slap hands. They just looking at it. And then you got their mom and their dad talking about, well, how come Johnny ain't playing more? Timmy ain't playing. Oh, it's his coach's fault. No, I mean, you got to let these kids learn how to play. They got to learn how to play through mistakes, you know? Now, if a kid got five straight turnovers, damn, yeah, I can't yeah, nothing I can do about that. You know what I mean? Have a seat. He, he, you know, he got to sit but, down, but, you know. But at the same time, when that kid right. comes out, I think it's important for the head coach or one of the assistants Mm -hmm. Talk to him or her. Exactly. Like, hey, these are the things that you got to do better. And yeah. then it goes back to what you were saying earlier about film. So yeah. you get those clips. You find yep. out why they were making those plays. And then you tell them how they can get better. And the exactly. film session doesn't have to be 20, 30 minutes long. Five, yeah. six, seven minutes. You get your point across, you can move on. Now, back to the plan. Yeah. When you talk about the A court and the B court, mm -hmm. it made you competitive. Because exactly. we would go to the gym and we'd have 30 people on the sideline waiting to play. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were really good, if they lost, they played again. So mm -hmm. instead of it being six people on the sideline with ups and they got their team, it'll be 30 mm -hmm. people on the sideline with ups and they picking the best players off the court. So if you lost, you might as well go home. No. It wasn't this, oh, we lost at 10, it's okay, we play again at 12. Oh, we lost right. at 12, we turn around, we're going to play again at 1.30 like they do with AAU. Right. Uh, but you had to learn to be competitive. You had to learn to play hard. You had to learn from those older guys. It was like either you're going to play the right way or you're not going to play at all. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's how I learned the game, and you had to right. learn to think the game. So when we would play, we played at 12. Ones mm -hmm. and twos. Twos. Yep. If if we're up 10-9 and I come down and jack a three, three. they like, wait a minute. We Man. we 10-9. They can't win on the other end. We'll take a one. We don't right. have to rush. And I'm like, oh man, you know, and yeah. they fucking like, and you know, so learning the game that way. Um the sad thing is you still see coaches making those mistakes today. Yes. Yes. You see coaches making the day, they think, oh, we're down three. With 25 seconds to go, I need to shoot a three. Get to the cup. Yep. You don't know how. You don't know if this dude, if if he foul somebody, if they gonna be shaky at the free throw line, yep. right? You know, foul the crap out of this dude. He could be a 65% free throw shooter under two minutes. Yeah. You know, people don't know about those stats. That under two minutes stat. Oh, yeah. He could be a 94% free throw shooter under two minutes. He's 75. That's drastic change. That's a big, that's a big change. That's 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 20-something, that's 20 some percent that them went down. So I mean it's like, you know, I wish kids could play more, man. I wish kids, I mean, we we spoiled the hell out of these kids, man. They playing in gyms, they playing in air conditioning, some of them, depending on what what part of the country you in, hey. you know, but you still playing in the gym. Instead of playing outside, getting those brunt, the, them scrapes on your legs yep. from that cement, ain't yep. nobody taking charges outside. <laughs> ain't taking no, ain't taking no charges on no cement. I'll tell you that right now. I've no. never taken no charge in cement, right? But you know, you had to learn. You had to get your butt whooped. The only way to learn is to, to do mistakes. And I tell people that all the time. 
you you gonna make mistakes. You gotta how you learn from those mistakes is how you how you get better. Yeah, so. man, I I grew up playing outside on the on the dirt dirt court. My mm -hmm. name had a dirt court. I mean, he had little outdoor goals. His dad brought a big old uh, truckload of dirt, put it on the on the floor. I didn't do ball handling drills. Like a lot mm -hmm. of ball handling drills that I had kids do, and I've seen other trainers. Do, I didn't do those. Because right. in my in front of my yard, the street in front of my yard was a was a gravel road. Mm -hmm. And we had two ditches on the side. So I had I would dribble my basketball everywhere. And so if I dribbled and that ball hit a rock and it shot off, I gotta go chase it down quickly. And so right. then I learned control or I dribbled on grass to where parts of the grass would, would die. But we are yep. lucky in my town, we have two gyms that are free and they got three hardwood courts in each one of them and it's mm. air conditioned yeah and it's air conditioned and uh yeah we just we just don't have kids go to the gym and play man it's just no more they, it's organized yeah it's got it's, it's got to be structured now yep. instead of you know hey look i'm gonna roll the ball out y'all just gonna play I just go hoop nah just hoop you know if you turn the ball over Hustle back on defense. Get it back for me. You know that was that was my goal. That was the, when I was coaching. Get it back. Get yeah. get it back for me. I need it back. I need one. I need to stop. I need something. Get it back. You know. Nowadays they give they the body language and uh, I missed the three. Uh, I missed the layup. Yeah. You know. I tell nine times out of ten, most people miss layups because you're not looking at the rim. Yep. You worried about something else. Yep. Worry about your so head is down. You you worry about the shot being blocked. You worried about the help the, the person coming over to take a charge yep. instead of looking up at the rim. At the rim. Look at the rim. Your yep. eyes are gonna tell you where to go. But man, I man, had, you know. I had a small group the other day and we was doing some uh some four on four, some three on three. And mm -hmm. uh, Tyler. So I told one girl, I said, Hey, shoot for it. And she was like, huh? <laughs> I said <laughs> I said, shoot for it, shoot for the ball. Shoot for the ball. And she, what? Like, what? she looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, basketball. I said, I'm gonna let you shoot a free throw. Get the basketball, shoot a free throw. If you make the free throw, your team gets the ball. Gets the ball. And she was just, <laughs> she was just so confused. She was like, Dude. okay. And she shot it and made it, but she was just like, she was looking at me like, that doesn't make any sense. Like it's a jump yeah. ball. You're supposed to tell us who gets the ball. <laughs> exactly. Shoot for it. Yeah. Shoot for it, man. Nah, man. It's it's a simple game, but we, we tend to make it a little harder sometimes, man. But yeah. it's also a beautiful game and I love every minute of that I get to that I'm blessed to be on the court with people, man. So yeah, yeah man. Well man, I, I know you gotta get out, get get ready to go to uh, uh get yourself ready for some training. I want to ask you one last question, man. Uh Got it. putting together a plan. Uh, I think this is huge because this goes back to what we were saying about the skill development coach mm -hmm. and the maintenance guy. The skill development mm -hmm. coach is going to have a plan. We need to do this, this, and this to help you reach your destination. The maintenance right. guy is right now, I'm just going to help you get up some reps. So what advice would you give coaches of teams or even individual players or other skill development players when it comes to, and players themselves, when it comes to putting together a plan for your development? Well, you got you to gotta really be honest with yourself. The coach has got to be honest with yourself. They can't sugarcoat it, you know. Uh, you know, If 95% of my shots are going to the right, then 
obviously my skill development has to be able to go to the left. Um, jotting down a plan or goals of what you need to do every day is is vital. Um, I can go back to when I was a player. You know, I, I had a goal of what I wanted to do. I had to get up a certain amount of shots. I had to make a certain amount of shots. I had to get up and uh, do certain type of moves. You know, I would change it up. This day I got to do this. Next day I got to do that. That's a plan. I've got to have, at the end of the week, I got to calculate. You know, nowadays it's all about math. Yeah. <laughs> you know, analytics. nowadays it's all about analytics, all about yeah. math. So, you know, it's, it's about progression. And how can I progress week by week? I'm not going to say day by day. I want to say week by week. You know, every day is a new day, but at the end of the week, you should have progressed this much yeah. every week, you know? So if you're going to have a plan, you know, if you're a coach and you've got a plan for your team, obviously every coach's team, every, every coach's plan is to win the championship, right. some, some sort of championship, Right. But you still, you know, if, if people don't understand or are listening to us, every coach has uh, a, a, a sheet on a paper of what they're going to do in that, in that practice. Right. Some player development coaches may have that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure the student of the game is yourself. You already know what you want to do when you get out there. Yeah. Right. And, but you know, it's still time limits plans and sometimes you just gotta have to scrap that yeah at a workout that plenty of time. If, if the if it ain't going the way you like it it's like oh all right we on to something new now you know let's just get your mind right but i think having a plan but the plan has to be players gotta progress you gotta they've got to get better than they were last week again yesterday okay i could be better than i was yesterday but can I be better than I was last week? Can I be better than I was two weeks ago? Did I get better? And also, can I see the improvements? So I think the plan, the goals, don't make them too big right away. Make them, make them enough to where they, okay, I've obtained this goal. Now let's go for something else. Yeah. Right? I think parents and, and, and players themselves you know, our whole fantasy is playing NBA basketball or the WNBA nowadays for, for women, which I love to say that because I got a soon-to-be 10-year-old daughter too. So, um, you know, when when I was playing, all I wanted to think about was playing basketball in the NBA. Yeah. Didn't even think about that I could play basketball in a country like Australia. Yeah. Right? There's still avenues, man. Yep. You know, I want to go D1. Only difference between D1 and D2 is really height. Man, I've been saying that for you. I'm glad to hear that from. from... It's, it's, it's really height. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm a junior college product. I went to junior college first. Yeah. Difference between junior college and, and, and D2 or D3 or, or D1, grades one. Yeah. Didn't have no grades. At my time, didn't have no grades. If you, was, yeah. if you didn't study in school, you went to junior college, yeah. right? Spent your two years at JUCO and then you got a scholarship someplace else. And 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 two, yeah, man, it was just great. But um your skill set might not be ready yet. Yeah. Right? You know, red shirt years, all those type of things, you know. I mean, you know, there, there, there's so much you don't have to, everybody thinks that you have to go division one. 
Yeah. You're playing basketball. If you get a scholarship to play basketball for free, that's where you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Hey, my school was paid for at a Division II school, and I was still able to play professional basketball. If you're good, they'll find you. Good enough, they'll find you. Yep. They're good enough, they'll find you. So, you know, have a goal. Have a... have small goals to increment to make to the, get to that big goal, yeah. right? Uh, I think if you if you could do that, if you could prepare your players that way, you know, I love it when I see coaches. Oh, you know, today we just gonna work on all left hand finishes, everything going to the left. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do two head two dribble pull ups going to my left off of a crossover. You know, something like that. You know, you don't always have to do so much in the workout. No. Get to a couple of different things, get it in, yeah. make sure that the, that you feel that they are starting to get that concept of what you want. Then you can move on. You know, um, I'm also at the point where reps. You know, I don't know if you watch, if you follow Phil Handy, my boy, mm-hmm. uh, the goat. Uh, you know, he he just put up something today, and I and I loved it. And he told me this so many years ago. Is like he does shorter reps. Like, I'm going to make you make, you got to make three shots. I'm not going to have you sit up there and make 10. Out of you shoot 10, seven of those might not be at the speed that I wanted at. So, you know, the shorter the reps, the faster the pace we're going to. We're going to move on to something else. But, you know, but again, those are short-term goals. So I hope I answered your question. I know I was rambling, but, you know, I just think that if, if, if you set certain goals, small goals to the bigger goals, you're giving them something that they've accomplished. You know, I think that's what helps the mental out. If I can get to that and I've beat that and I've accomplished it, what's next, coach? Now you start to see them hungry. Yeah. You start to say, yeah, let's go, coach. Yeah. yeah. What's next, dog? You know, yeah. once you get once you hear that dog, oh, okay. Yeah, you got you. I got you hooked now. Right. Yeah. Now, now it's now you hooked. And then you then they get to that next one and you just keep going and going, you know. Your job, if your objective is I want to be all conference this year. Well, first you got to make the team and play. Yep. So your first goal should be making a team. Making a team. Right? Then my second goal should be playing. How do I get on the court once I make the team? Right? And I always tell people, start with defense. Jeez, y'all don't even care about defense no more. Who's the defensive guy on the team, man? Everybody wants to be the star. Everybody wants to shoot threes and make all the points. Don't nobody want to be no dog. Jimmy Butler was a dog on defense when he came into the league. Yep. Now look at him. Yep. We can make offensive players. Can't make that dog. Yep. That's why I was, I was having that same conversation, man, with my daughter last night. I told her, I said, look, I ain't worried about you learning skills. Like, I do that mm-hmm. for a living. All right? Yeah, I can exactly. teach you how to shoot. I can teach you how to dribble. I said, but it's 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 two things that that you got to kind of figure out on your own. I said, but I can help you with your mental part mm-hmm. of the game. Um, you know, learning the game and learning little nuances and stuff like that. I said, but being a dog, especially just that that type of player that I, I'm yeah. guarding you on, I'm picking you up. I'm <laughs> reading, I'm reading the passing lanes and. And and if I mm. sense that that you're intimidated, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna jump on you, right? You exactly. Know? Yep. That's the mentality I want you to be able to develop because 
that's something I didn't have. My dad wanted me to have that mentality. And I just, yeah. I was too much like my mama. My mama, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was too much like my mama, man. Well, I got you, you know, man. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I had a great career. I played, I went to Juco, played D2. Right. Right. Uh, I went to a couple of camps, didn't work. Right. I gave it up. Uh, I probably should have kept pursuing it, but I just didn't have that dog mentality. But I'm like, my, my daughter's a little bit different, so I want to have that, that dog mentality. But with her, of course, with any kid that play basketball, they want to play as a high mm -hmm. level they can play on. And I told her, I said, listen, before we worried about Division One playing for the Razorbacks, or playing in WNBA, let's get ready for seventh grade basketball. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> let's, get ready. let's get ready for let's seventh grade. Seventh grade. You know, yeah. we got a few more years before yeah. seventh grade, so we got some time. We got some right? time. Uh, I say, you know, it, you know, when you get seventh grade, you got to be able to make a right hand, left hand layup. Can you use a left right. hand? And she does that, you know, as a fourth grade. I said, so you're doing good. Let's not try to get too far ahead of ourselves and wonder if you're on the right track. Like you're on the yeah. right track, you know. So yeah, and, and, and that's a that's a good point, man. I'm gonna end it on this. That's a great point that you just said because a lot of parents are so quick to want to put their kids into an AAU team fourth and fifth grade i'm like that's the time that they should be working on the fundamentals yeah they don't need to be traveling the country all over the place talking about oh i'm the best ranked fourth grader no big this no big this country is for you just to say you the best that don't mean nothing in fourth grade you're gonna tap out by sixth grade yep and i've seen that happen i've seen it happen too cats tap out real quick right Parents, if you're gonna learn anything from me, just please let them work on a skill development. Let them work on the fundamentals of the game. Ball handling, footwork, base balance, pivoting, <laughs> form, elbow in under your shot, holding it with the follow through, all that stuff is what kids need to be doing. They don't need to be out there shooting threes. Now, granted, some kids might be a little bit stronger than others. Yeah. But they don't need to be doing all that right now. They just need to have the proper form. Form shooting. I mean, y'all work on form shots, man. You know, my, I make my players make at least 25 form shots before we even do something else. So, I mean, those simple little things. And, and trust me, I've had pros doing that stuff, doing form shots before we get into something else. So, little things. Those 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 little things right there is what, what what our kids need. We don't need to jump them into AAU basketball right away and, and all them vultures that come out from AAU, you know. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Uh -huh. I like watching AAU. I love watching kids compete. But at the same time, I hate watching a game that's only 14 to 12 or 14 to 8. And I want to see if I'm gonna go to a game, I want to see either either some the dog fight offensively. And I need to see somebody diving on the floor. And I need to see a dog on defense. Yeah. I'm starting to sound like Kendrick Perkins the way I said dog, but it's not good though. But the <laughs> man, no, we'll man I appreciate it. Real, tell everybody real quick how they can uh, follow you on social media. Oh uh, man, I'm easy. Clark J22. I'm on I'm on IG and I'm on Twitter. Yep. That's it. IG and Twitter, Clark J22. That's where you can find me. Hit me up. If you got any questions, I can help out anybody, man. You know, my boy TJ out here doing his thing in Arkansas. We're going to link up one day. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get out there. I'm going to get out there. I know y'all got some good barbecue out there. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be in Arkansas for sure.
Yeah, man, I need to come out to Philadelphia, man. I need to come yeah, up. Yeah, I get you some cheese. I get get some cheese steaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll show you around, dog. It's all good, man. Well, that's it for today's show. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I hope you found it valuable and informative. If you like today's show, please share on social media and tag me. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please give me a five-star rating. Also, be sure to check out my book, The Skill Development Playbook. This book will help you understand how to get organized and know what real skill development is. It can be found on my website by visiting tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Paperback is $9.99. The PDF version is $3.95. And also going to be found on Amazon. Just search skill development playbook and it should pop up. It's $9.99 for the paperback or $3.99 for the Kindle version. Now, if you need to contact me for anything skill development related, I can be reached by email at info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Until next time, thank you. God bless.